This week on RSBNB Update, Mod Keeper's letter gets the full update treatment with thoughts now from the full panel as well as analysis on what it could mean for the future of RootScape. We look back at some key historical moments and try to figure out just what is going on. This is RSBNB Update, episode 972, recorded Thursday, February 8th, 2024. RuneScape's Uncertain Future. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of RSBNB Update. This week, we're back. We're here to do uh, have a deeper discussion into into what's ahead for RuneScape and what that means and. Uh, we're gonna hear from we're gonna hear from you, Tannis, on that because uh, you didn't get a chance to comment on that yet because uh, we had to do a rather quick addendum and you weren't available for that last Friday. So, welcome. Look forward to hearing uh, your thoughts on that. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, that's um, it. It was something. Yeah, it was something. It was a statement. Yeah. Now, also uh, joining us, uh, Pernasius is here to continue the discussion that we had uh, when we were doing that uh, addendum there. So, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Looking forward to it. And of course, Zerdones is also here. And I, I, I feel like um, there was a good discussion that happened either in the RSBNB or Clan Quest Discord somewhere about you know just roadmaps and content planning. Um, so I figured, yeah, you know, based on how uh, we were chatting in there, that it, it might have made sense to have you on the show. So welcome. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah. So of course, uh, Mod Keeper's statement, as well as of course. Um, a, a look ahead into this week's update regarding the Wildly Worm and Mods 2's uh, quest requirement changes. And, of course, a couple hours before recording here, uh, the combat beta was updated. But we'll have more information on that next week, hopefully, uh, with that as well. So uh, I know you guys really like that coverage we had there last week on that. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to dive straight in. But before doing that, I just need to uh, give a big, huge thank you to our experienced tier patreon members those people of course make it make rsbnb update entirely possible and that's amos reed andrew c drama free jason s jesse w kesky ricky a ripeth runestar and the naked captain big huge thank you to everybody who has uh, signed up for that and of course uh you'll be hearing more about what we what we have on patreon a little bit later in the podcast but um just a uh, and 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 Final reminder here, you have about a week and a bit still to do our annual general survey. Visit update.show slash survey. We want to know where the podcast should go in 2024, so please do check that out. Fill it in. Fill it in if you haven't already. It would great. It would mean the world to us, and it would be great if you did. And uh, four, four participants from that survey will win a bond, so uh, no reason not to do it. Update.show slash survey. Okie dokie. Um, you can find the full show notes at update.show. Friends chat is at bitsbytes, and the Discord is at update.show slash Discord. Housekeeping aside, I know it gets rather lengthy there with the uh, with the survey, but that's only there for about another week and a bit. So thank you, uh, everybody who has uh, who has done it for for bearing with us on that. So, did you say four people win a bond? Yes, four. We upped it to we upped okay. it we upped it from three because of a gracious uh, listener contribution. I was going to say throw make it five. Make it, <laughs> I like a nice even number. I'll throw a bond in as well. Okay, for there you go. There you go. Five people. Five people will win right. a bond from from our uh, from our survey raffle. So 
Yeah, no reason not to now. Thank you, Pradasius. That's okay. Just remind me after the show and I'll uh, fix it up with you. Of I'll course. just give you the cash, though, because it's uh, easier than paying that extra 10% and all that. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> you, you can buy them all. Yeah. All right. So, Mod Keeper, Mod Keeper, uh, last Friday, statement going forward, uh, talking about the future of RuneScape, and in particular, how giving the players an insight of the future of RuneScape is critical. And now that we're into February, he, of course, wants to share some details about the plan. The focus will continue to be monthly content releases, giving meaningful updates supported by improvements guided by player feedback. And for the first half of the year, the focus is on delivering hotly requested updates, which in February, as we now know, is the uh, Owlery quest in the City of Um with Moonstone Jewelry. In March will be the combat update as well as the Easter event in the vein of the Christmas event. And that's what we got. And that's what we, you know, discussed a little bit last week with Pernasius here. And Tannis, you haven't had a chance yet. For this, where do you where do you come in on Mod Keeper's message? Is it enough? Does it scratch the itch? Where are we at? I kept looking and looking for something, and it reminded me of well, it reminded me of like corporate speak and politician speak, and it, you know. And I think the worst part was I didn't see anything to get excited about. Um, you know, even this year, there there were things to, you know, look forward to. Yeah, well, you know, you, you flip it on, um, on its head. A, a year ago, we knew they, they teased that, you know, the next skill was coming out. It would be necromancy. Right, right. And, and I'm not seeing anything like that. Um and you know that's not that is not a knock necessarily on Mod Keeper, but it's just where we are, and and I think we need to get in a better spot. We we need to be in a better place because just it just didn't feel like I was told anything. It really felt like listening to a politician, like reading reading a a, a prepared statement. And the thing that I have to say on that is that, you know, the community was clamoring for this, right? It was, it was, it got to a point where it was pretty much like, you know, guys, we're into February. Tell us what's going on for the year. And there's, you know, February and March. But even then, it's a game jam quest and it's the combat update going into the game, which. You know, has the potential to really shake things up, but is it that much? I don't know. Uh, Zerdones, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think I'm somewhat unique in that as a player, I don't necessarily need a roadmap. Like, I'm generally, I don't want to say anti-roadmap, but I'm definitely more roadmap skeptical as a player. I mean, yeah, for the podcast, it's great to have because, you know, we can plan ahead. But as a player, I, I do think there's something to be said for being surprised. Right. And, and, you, and you probably said, still have your own goals and whatnot that you want to you know chase and complete. So you still have a portion of the game ahead of you. Well, I mean, l- dramatically less so now than I did last year. But I think 
That being said, I think that like the reason the roadmaps are important is because I think Tannis hit the nail on the head. Players want something to be excited about. It's fine not to have a roadmap if the players trust that you are going to give them something exciting. And we haven't had that trust in a long time. And or I that, ex- or that exciting. This, right, exactly. We, we haven't had a really exciting update in a long time. Or we did have exciting updates and they turned out to be kind of not all that we hoped they would be. I'm thinking of Vorkath, for example. Right. And for necromancy, you know, that's a 50-50 of whether or not you like combat. If you don't like combat, well, then you, you know, maybe it feels like you didn't get a new skill last year. Yeah, necromancy was a big update. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pronouncius. No, I was just going to say, you say that about necromancy being uh, a combat skill. And and, and yes, it is a combat skill, but yeah, when, when your best training method is by skilling, it really, I don't think it, it sort of hit the mark there because your fastest way really uh, to 99 was pretty much, uh, you know, you, you, do, you do combat to about 70 and then you skill all the way the, the rest of it. And yeah, I think you know, at that, but yeah, just and the skilling was problem. just so bright, you know, just the same thing over and over and over again. The general problem with necromancy is it was a big headline, highly hotly anticipated update. It was mm. the update of the year, or it should have been. It should and have been the update of the was, decade. And it yeah. was controversial. Yeah. It had some ups. It had yeah. a lot of downs. It, yeah. it didn't land with the same excitement that, yeah. say, archaeology did. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, and, and that, to be fair, I mean, archaeology was that exception. I don't think we'll ever have that sort of skill release that is going to hit as well as archaeology, but it, it needed to be closer no. to it than, um, than it was. And as I said, you know, it's, it was sort of a mix of skilling and, and combat, and I don't think it really scratched the itch properly on either. I mean, it's still decent. Right. I, I enjoy it, yeah. but it wasn't... It wasn't that well. And, and then you that couple that with what immediately happened after that, you get to where you, you were saying, Zerdones, where it's like, you know, when was the last time the RuneScape player base was excited? I think and it was had a reason to be honestly. excited. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and, you know, you could even look back at, you know, the, the updates that came with the fort, too, right? Like... I think Fort was the bigger like, one. Like the player than, owned um, Fort, I think when you look at that from you know a thirty thousand feet up perspective, and you see it in its entirety, yeah, you know, great skilling update, woodcutters grow great, new construction training methods, great, new new hatchets, great, and everything around the edges, right? But it took us six, seven months to get to that point, and yeah. I think with that you miss that, you know, that chance to drive that level of excitement. And, you know, we're not necessarily saying that every quarter you need to have something as big as archaeology. You definitely don't, and you can't do that. But at the same time, you have to be able to tell the players, this is what's on the way. This is why we think you're going to like it. Do you like it? And maybe, you know, at, at with some of these, hey, even give us some input into how we should be doing that. And that's not happening with that. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that the players are concerned about 
with this is that you know you're seeing it in the size of the content too like the the combat update is 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 literally you know was mod ryan and mod sponge and mod pigeon has since joined the team to help out with that and then in, in addition to that it's a game jam uh a project project launching in february two game jam projects and january was of course mod black which is and alex's uh Kandarin graphical update which tons of work goes into that and i i just think that there's this you know expectation maybe from a different era of runescape that the that the updates look different than that and i think there might be a, a disconnect in terms of what jagex sees as you know the monthly headlining updates and what the players are seeing as it because if you really do split it down down the middle on that we had vorkath then after that we had christmas and then we had a candor and graphical update then we're going to have a quest and some jewelry, which, you know, came out of Game Jam. And then after that, we're going to have a combat update in March. And is that maybe. the... Is, yeah, maybe. <laughs> emphasis. Because, you know, it's still pending beta. But is that what is that what Jagex sees as, you know, the monthly releases? Or are players out of the realm and expecting too much? And I, I don't think they are, but I'm just, you know, framing it in a different way. The the sense I'm getting, and, and I just twigged this as you were summarizing Keeper's post, the sense I'm getting is that they're spending the first half of the year essentially on ninja strikes. That's what it... I, I mean, at best. And... And, like, that that's not bad content. Like, those are good updates, but it it tests the thing that players often say, which is... Jagex, fix your game. Stop putting out content. Stop making new content. <laughs> it does, it does that now, don't it? Yeah. But I'll put this to uh, oh, Shane and I discussed this last week, so I'll put it to uh, Zadones and Tannis. With the, the the backlash they got from Hero Pass, I would have expected you know we would have they would have been planning to have another Hero Pass in this period. Uh, and obviously they've had to drag that out. Do you do you think that's part of the problem as well? I mean, Shane and I thought, yeah, you know, that that hole was left there, and they didn't have anything to fill it with. Right. And and the different way of looking at that is, if there was a hero pass or other battle pass style event running from January, you know, through to April, would that make the content we're getting, you know, feel different in that there's more to do? I, I think the answer to that question is a lot easier for me. I think that's a no. Like, I, I don't think – I'm probably in the, min, in the minority in that I quite liked Hero Pass as it was initially <laughs> released. I, I did too. But I don't think Hero Pass version 3, whichever one we'd be on by now, I don't think that would have made these updates feel exciting. Oh, I mean, honestly, if that is what they were hanging their hat on, I, it's worse than I could even have imagined. Well, and you know yeah. the the other the other side of it, and this is something that Sirion said in that discussion, is that they either have nothing to announce going forward that's big, you know, past yep. past you know March, or they do have something to announce, but they don't have the 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 knowledge or the confidence that it'll pan out, so they're not announcing it. Right, because th- this was very much the okay, Jagex, show us what you've got moment. This would be the time to pull out 
God Wars Dungeon 4. Or tell us that, you know, we're working on a skill that's going to launch in 2025. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're, yeah. I, I believe it's the latter. They, they're, they're, no. <laughs> I don't. No. I don't think they're, they have anything like that. I, I mentioned this in the Discord, and I think you might have mentioned it obliquely on the show last week, but I hate that I believe this, but I kind of do believe that the Hero Pass reaction made Jagex dump a big chunk of their in-development in content. I don't think we mentioned that on the show last week, so let's let's dive into that. Okay. Um, as in... So there was, yeah, there was take a us statement this made on... There was a statement made on Reddit, which Maud Hooley replied to. It was basically a response to, I think it was a response to the response to the Hero Pass backlash. So when here, when there was that first that reaction to Hero Pass, there was a blog post put out basically saying, look, we apologize. We screwed up. We're going to change what we're doing and start bringing in more community consultation in our updates. And there was... Someone posted on Reddit. I don't know if it was a comment or a post. I didn't actually read it. I read Maud Hooley's response to it about, well, it sounds like Jagex is pivoting. And they said, oh, shit, we need to not be doing the content. Like, the content that we had in development isn't going to cut it. We need to change rapidly, and we're going to drop everything. And, and Maud Hooley came on and said, no, that's not what, what happened. We still have content in development for the year. We're just trying to sort of change our processes around how we look at content. But honestly, looking at this message from Maud Keeper, seeing what they have in the pipeline for Q1, I hate that I believe it. I don't want to believe it, but I kind of do. And that because there would be no other like there would be no other reason that you would ship, you know, what are effectively three things that started out as, you know, three concentric game jam projects, the graphical rework, the quest, right. and the combat stuff. Like if, if you have something in development that's exciting, this would have been the time to tell us about it. Yeah, you if, needed to have told us about it at this point. And you know what? Then then. Uh, The uproar around Hero Pass was legit then. If this was the content and if this was the plan for the next foreseeable future, then I'm glad that people went off because that's, that doesn't cut. So are we imagining then that the content surrounding this year would have been baked heavily into future iterations of Hero Pass to the point where it would have had people running around? playing the game, doing auxiliary content updates that came out in, in the in the in the meantime, getting buffs and with that, you know, maybe revisiting some other areas. Are are we thinking that's what maybe the Q one plan was? Mm -hmm. I, I think it's possible. Hmm. I don't think it's strictly a hard requirement. Like I, I what I think happened is I'm going to relate back to something outside of video games. And I think this is something I've mentioned in the podcast before. And I know that you're more of a Star Trek guy, Shane, so I apologize. But Tannis and Parnassius, do you remember the Han Solo Star Wars movie? Yeah. 
No, I I was never really into either okay. Star Trek I got or Star it. Solo. Yeah, so when Disney took so the brief history lesson here, when Disney took over Lucasfilm and they took over Star Wars, they released a plan that they were going to do numbered sequels continuing the story every other year. And then in the off years, they were going to do anthology films, just standalone movies that just told a story in the Star Wars universe. They did. They did two of those. They did Rogue One, which was fairly well received. And then they did Solo. Solo came out. It made $400 million at the box office. And Disney immediately canceled all of their all of their films except for the last numbered sequel, Rise of Skywalker. And Disney went radio silent for like two, I don't remember exactly how long, for like two years. They completely reimagined how they were going to do Star Wars. And they they brought out, their, their penance was they brought out The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. which that was people brilliant. really liked in season one. Yeah. so what I think happened and I I don't know what content was in the pipeline but what I think happened was Jagex had a plan they got this feedback about they thought they were doing fine they came out with Hero Pass they had a plan for what they were going to do in 2024 and beyond whether or not that connected to Hero Pass don't know, don't care I think they said oh shit, we need to start from scratch Hence the hence the thing is that we don't have anything immediately for this quarter or even that we can tell you about for April, May, June, and it is might be radically different than what we were planning and what you guys are aware of that we're not ready to talk about it yet for fear it might not pan out either on our end or in the community's end. So in the meantime, we're going to release Game Jam projects that were done six months ago and just need some polish and QA. Hmm. Eight months ago now. I think it was June 2023. Yeah, the jewelry. There you have it. You heard it here first. Breaking news. I hate that I believe this, but I do. Right. And and, and see, that's that's where you get when you realize that they either had nothing or they weren't sure it was going to pan out. And I think... And I think the only other thing that you could say, but I'm I don't believe this to be true, is that the team has in in effect maybe, you know, the video game industry has been rough over the last number of years. Maybe there has just been some downsizing in the team that we're not aware of. Also possible. Because, you know, you don't necessarily shout it from the rooftops if you're, you know, going to let people go or you're, you know, reducing the size of your team complement. Okay, true. But the, but RuneScape community. RuneScape community and the uh, the gaming press in general. I mean, have have they ever been quiet about Zaymod's leaving? Like, we we knew when people from the cafeteria left, right? (laughs) Like, I mean... I don't know if I buy that one. Right, and and that's why I present that out there as another option. I don't necessarily know that, you know, to be true. And like, well, what are our, what are our other options then in that case? Like, like seriously, at this point, I think I think the only other thing that that might come up is that it's a project so big that it's pulling, you know, from all the different 
from all the different people, and as such, they haven't really been able to get much content out. I, I, feel I, like I struggle to imagine what oh, yeah. could be that big. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, Zardone's put a glass slipper on that bitch's foot, and it fits. <laughs> like, I didn't think about it before, but if it, it it stinks, but if it fits. Like what about this? What about this line of the post? What about this line of the post? We are busy digesting everything that you told us in the survey and working on some exciting new pitches for you. Maybe even some cool stuff we can demo at RuneFest. RuneFest, which is happening in September. September. Yeah. And and does and and that's pitches. the right and that and that's the next and that's the and that's the scary thing about this is that are we we're. we're going to see pitches in the spring perhaps with demos at RuneFest and is that you know all the future communication we're getting on this because you know like it or not in addition to this post going back everything has stopped outward you know communication wise to how it used to be there used to be the weekly live stream there used to be you know the the posts that would come up before the update would come out, which we're scheduled to get one, obviously, for the quest and whatnot. But it just feels like everything has really slowed down since, since you know, post-necromancy. Yeah. Oh, post-something. So that makes me wonder, is it really, you know, what what you're thinking, Zerdones, or is there maybe something else here that we're not aware of? And, you know... We don't have an insight into the company. Well, there we is. We don't there know. is one thing that's looming. Yeah, there is one thing that's been in the news. There I is one know. thing looming. <laughs> the sale. But I don't know. Yeah. But you would think that that would even that would make them want to say something. Raise the profile of it some, even more. Yeah, if they had or, something, they definitely would have put or, it out. Or here's the scary thought. Well, I keep using that word. The scary thought. What if the what if the what if the plan or the idea from corporate is to, you know, just have the RS3 side hunker down and, you know, not make too many ripples because of what happened in September. And just let the merits of the money that RS3 brings in and the community activity of old school sell the company. Because, you you know, we, I didn't have it in the, in the plan to talk about it here, but the offer being put forth by, uh, I forget who it is, is, is 900 million Obviously. pounds. CVC is no one, way. 900 they, no way. million pounds, no way. which is a, in my view, horrendously overpriced. I mean, to be Over fair, a they billion did, US dollars. They, I figure it would probably get, be a third of that. Well, I mean, what, what did you expect from Donald Trump's accountant? What? And what did you expect from Donald Trump's accountant? It has nothing to do with this. Well, I'm just saying over over evaluated. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're one of those. Okay. But <laughs> it could have to do with the sale. That's actually another good point. Just don't make waves. Don't have RS3 make waves at this point because we tried to make a wave with a you know something new in September, and the community you know made the biggest wave that RuneScape three has ever seen outside of outside of EOC. <laughs> They made a we made a wave. That's a depressing thought. Mm. Yeah, let's. I, I, I they're just gonna play safe for the next few months. 
but one the best predictor of future behavior is, is past behavior and if there's one thing we know about jagex it's they are reactionary especially with big community uproars like i think sardones is on it like they would do that they would scrap everything like they they've done it before I mean, it's totally in line with with who they are and what they've done in the past. Yeah, and you know, we actually have it in in the show here to talk about you know some of those moments, which I think is probably uh, an okay time to pivot to, unless anybody else has any theories on what's going on or anything else on Modkeeper's statement. Nope. No, because no. you mentioned you mentioned those times in particular that they've been reactionary about that, and you know. What that really, you know, brings up in mind is is that Menaphos era. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had it in, in, in my mind to, you know, talk a bit, bit about how old school is doing it first. But since we got on the topic of, you know, where where content is, let's, you know, just dive right into, you know, um, Jagex's history with RS3 on this right now. And I hate to say it, and... I, I feel like Tannis, you're you're probably the only one who was here on the show with me back in the day for Menaphos, but this feels exactly like the aftermath following that, doesn't it? Yeah, it it, it does. Um, and I mean, and I think it goes back even further than than that, right? Like it goes back originally to EOC, but this in particular, the Menaphos, I think, is particularly. Um, like this because we saw content droughts the shift after. to expansion created expansions cre- created yes created content droughts yeah both before well, and after and after yeah because they were then turning you know turning strategy around i think to be a little bit redemptive on vagica's side like there is a technical difference in terms of how you develop content like if, you, if you're shifting from if if you've bet the farm on expansions and then your first expansion comes out and the players say, no, we don't like this, go back. That's a hard shift. That is a difficult thing to do because you've already, you've done your, your planning for the year based around shipping a product in six months. Mm. Which so exactly they had, had three ready to go. Right. So like, I, I'm I'm sympath I'm understanding of why you'd have a content drought after that, just because you do need to completely change how you are looking at content again. It makes less sense here, given that the the plan has always been we're gonna release a big thing every month. And that never really changed. Yeah, and you know, it's definitely not a shift to expansions because they kept that, you know, that word in their monthly, you know, content releases. But I see the symptoms as the same, you know, reduced update yeah. frequency. It we're dealing with a case here where players' expectations are not being met, and that was the major downfall of Menaphos was it wasn't what players expected people you know expected something higher level, but it was, you know, squarely aimed at people in the 60 brackets so you know the the folks who were higher level got a reputation system grind and a few quests along the way and that was going to be and that was going to be it and 
the interesting part about that is I think what came after was that shift to those smaller updates, the unfinished business list, what effectively was a back-to-basics approach, which I feel like that's what Jagex was trying to implement last year, was a back-to-basics approach for the game that we saw in the quest storyline, that we saw in terms of the content drops that we had, and in general trying to scratch that community itch. And I don't know yeah, I mean, the- if that, you know, is is the fact that they're similar, is that we should draw comparisons, but I just thought it would be interesting to kind of point this out for people who weren't around in 2017-ish. Yeah. The problem, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with uh, Menafoss. It was aimed to that sort of between 50 and 70 uh, level mark. Yeah. Uh, going back and playing an alt and going through it at those levels, it was a really good update. But... You know, with the aging population and player base that we have here, who are all ninety plus, uh, you know, it, it didn't hit the mark there. And I think Menafoss was probably the wrong expansion to come out with first. But you know, again, as you said, you know, is that that once bitten twice shy? Okay, it didn't work. People said that we have to go back and yeah, go back to basics, get back and and start building that trust. But you and, and that's the, and, and that's the key point. I think that's the thing I want to I want us to come out of this saying that we that there needs to be a realization of is that the community in effect doesn't trust the communications around this mm. issue right now I think That's right I mean it, 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 that's if you watch the video at all I mean Mod Warden was I mean, there was no excitement there he was it was very bland it was like I'm being forced to come out and give you something that I don't really have a lot. Hang to on, give what, what are we thing. what are we talking about here? Are we talking because there was no video with this and Mod Warden had nothing to do with Metaphors. Sorry, Mod. Uh, sorry, not not Warden. Sorry, Mod Keeper with the the the, the one that just come out where he was very you know for for this month uh, and next. Oh, month. okay, the post. Yeah. You know, there, there's just no yes. yeah. They, they, yeah, he's just yeah, there's like no energy. just got nothing. There's no energy at all. Uh and, and you know, it, it is. I think it is just going back to the board, just just reworking everything. And and perhaps it perhaps I shouldn't have done a video on it. Perhaps I should have just put out, hey, this is what's happening, this is what's coming, uh next two months. Was there a video? Working on, working on a big update for summer. I don't know. You know? Was there a video? I didn't see any video. There, there was a, a video, ahead. but not with Keeper wasn't in the video, I don't believe. Oh, that was the live oh, stream, right, right. Yeah. The live stream, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. With Doom, yeah. Sponge, and uh, Doom. Luma, sorry, yeah. 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 Sorry, not Keeper, Doom. Mod Doom was... He <laughs> lived up to his name. Fair. Very yeah, Doom and it, it, it was <laughs> not his usual. Yeah, that was out of character for Mod Doom, sure. I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he yeah. was very Doom and Gloom. That's sorry, I, I, I said Keeper when I meant Doom. My fault. Okay. I get names mixed up easily. I'm going to uh, thank some Patreon supporters right now, but after that, uh, I want to talk about Anachronia and its aftermath because there was a similar thing with that too. So this week, I'd like to thank Alvaro L., Amos Reed, Andrew C., Arvidzel, Chubura, Daniel W., Dominic R., Drama Free, Duramax, Free Mill, Gila Fleur, Jacob G., Jade Gizmo, 
Jason S., Jeebus, Jesse W., Kesky, Lemon Lodge, Ling01, Luminos, Nate the Great, Pernasius, Renhawk, Ricky A., Ripith, Runestar, Samuel FL, Scott DS, Shirt Pants, The Naked Captain, The Dab and Go, Tim, Tom V., Ukulele Steve, and Zant. Of course, if you're wondering what all this is about, check us out at patreon.com slash rsbnb. There you can access the most recent monthly bit or bonus show that we put up for our Patreon supporters talking about farming, which is aptly named the title, thanks to Tannis, Fawning Over Farming. (laughs) Farming's a good skill, I like. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it it was just so interesting. All these monthly bits in, we had never actually talked about farming, my favorite skill. This was an idea that was cooked up in about 20-odd minutes by Thaxi, and that... Lo and behold, put it in the poll. It runs away with it. Um, Patreon supporters decide what we talk about there each and each and every month. So if you want to give that a listen and any of the other monthly bits that are out there, including um, the same sort of treatment for Slayer, the Slayer task, hot or not list, or maybe even if you want to learn a bit about legacy combat, all that is there at patreon.com slash RSBNB for as little as a dollar a month. And of course, we also have a VIP tier where for $3 a month, you can um, get a special rank on Discord. It includes a chat channel, and you get a mention on the podcast at the start of the month. And, of course, uh, you also get high-quality stereo versions of the show with that one. For $5 a month, you can receive a shout-out on the podcast each and every week and gain exclusive access to the clips that we used to make the clip show at the end of the year. And, of course, that tier, uh, if you want to you know, really look ahead, that tier also gets the uh, world-famous RSBNB update. Christmas cards. So if any of this sounds interesting to you, patreon.com slash RSBNB. Support your favorite podcast. It greatly means the world to us. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks. Thank you all. all and right. just to let people know, there might be some very uh, tasty uh, clips from pre-show today. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. If, if, Shane, if Shane has the guts to put them up. <laughs> well, he has to now. <laughs> I do. We put Anachronia. The Anachronia. This Anachronia. is another thing that Tannis and I always come back to. I was and I, I messaged you about this earlier this afternoon, Tannis. I said, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the 2019 update schedule, it doesn't look like there's a content gap or drought before and after that. But you and I very clearly remember in the lead up to it and immediately after Anachronia, it felt like we were, you know, feeling a lack of content there, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. what this one was attributed to and this is one we you know we know best of what what impacted it before it was you know the work on that huge island piece of content that you know was bordering expansion territory the weapon diversity beta that went nowhere and the comp cape rework that you know took forever to to work on and the amount of time for it that eventually you know they had to press pause on that Fizzled. so so <laughs> many things before and then after that, you pivot into things where, well, we're looking at the fact that, you know, 120 Herblore and 120 Farming are going to be coming out in November with that. So there's a focus on that. This also would have been when archaeology was reaching its final development state. So you saw that there was very much a content drought in that, you know, September, August, September, October period, minus the, you know, the 120 Herblore in, in November. Then we got um, Wars Retreat in January, and then it was basically it until archaeology, you know, shipped at the end of March. So that content drought, I think, is explainable. And I was hoping that, and this is what I was hoping for when we saw the post here, 
was that there would be some sort of explanation in Mod Keeper's post that, you know, they would say, hey, you know, coming off of necromancy and you know, regarded the dreaded H word, we had to, you know, in, in essence, shift them shift some things around so that's why you haven't seen as much content since then oh and by the way we're working on some really interesting things for the second half of the year here's a brief tease of what they were fair though with mm-hmm. anachronia the release of anachronia there was so much content and, and even yeah. for, you know for the high level players right that a three-month drought didn't really feel like a drought because you you still had so much you were chasing and going through there yeah. uh the the war's retreat was actually bought ahead because of that drought. They they did they they said they bought that ahead a few months because there was nothing in that space there. Right, because archaeology, uh, you remember, know, was supposed to ship in early January, but they made the decision that's right, to, delay had to get it to March. Back. Hmm. So they had war's retreat ready to go, so they bought that right. forward and, force. And my point is that the stuff surrounding Anachronia leading up to archaeology, I think, is is very explainable. In terms of mm. why it was the way it was and what came before and what came after. And I was hoping we get some clarity on this case with this. But I, based on our, you know, uh, the, the, the thesis that Zerdones had, I don't necessarily know that that's, that that's something we have going on here with this. That's right. Because they were hyping, as you said, they were hyping the farming herbal. They were hyping um, yeah. archaeology. They were, I mean, you know, we had it, we had it uh, at RuneFest. Um, Mod Raven coming out dressed up as Granny, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, they they, were, they they had stuff that they could get us excited about, and you know, you, it took your mind off the fact there was nothing in that period. And then we come to what immediately came after that, and that's the era where Mod Warden was executive producer. Limited communication, I think, even less than we have today, but. There was a focus on keeping players updated on what was on the way and talking about it when it was ready to be revealed and talked about. And we also had regular communication and live streams from the leadership team, which, of course, we don't have here. We also, of course, saw the creation of player value by bringing out um, tentpole pieces of content every every few months, pandemic aside. 120 Farming Herblore, Archaeology, Raksha. Orthan and Sentistan, and the biggest one of them all, the Elder God Wars, you know, put over nine months or so. Mm-hmm. And there was a very clear, you know, messaging there and delivery of content and, in effect, bringing people along for the ride in what was a vision. And at this point, I don't know if you can let the RuneScape player base coast that way, given what old school is doing. As an example. Mm. Well, what made that work was you knew a little bit of an overarching direction he was he was going. And you what you what you didn't know was a launch date or what month maybe something was coming out. Or numbers beside or the, right. the update. But you knew that it was coming. We're working on, yeah. That that God mm-hmm. was going to be, you know, the God Wars is is this is the finale, right? I mean, you had something to look forward to, right? You you, which I actually think that's the best mix. You know enough to be like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, 
without having a date that you're going to be disappointed if they don't hit it by a week yeah. or a month or that's right whatever and, and, even when, and even when they did delay archaeology from january to march there was reasoning behind it the polish mm-hmm. the you know the some of the qol stuff that did get added in before that and they had something to slip in right and the, it the actually was polish right so when we got yeah. it we're like oh well, yeah, they yeah. actually did polish. <laughs> oh, okay. And also, uh, you know, with Mod Warden, uh, I mean, he he was constantly saying, "Hey, contact me, send me, inf- you know, send me questions." And he answered those. I sent a couple into him, and within two days, he'd answered me, uh, sent me, you know, back emails and saying, "Yep, this is, you know, thanks for the feedback. This is what I'm looking at." Bang, bang, bang. I mean, well, yeah, to be I, fair, they I'm, do they they have been doing you know surveys every other month or so here. In but in this was just send time. me a random question. And ask me something if there's something you're worried right. about. I'm not talking and, about surveys. And and I think you know, that you know, I, I think it's you know what I think we we need, and maybe you guys might disagree with this, but I think what that speaks to and one of the key ingredients that's that's missing is who is the community face for RS3? Is it hmm. you know yeah. going to be Mod Keeper? Is it going to be Mod Jack? Is it going to be you know Mod Doom as lead CM? Or not lead it, CM. It kind of has been all of. He, he's the he's not the lead CM, but he he's the most yeah. active CM in the areas that, see, that most players that deal see. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's all of those things, and I think like the the thing about keeper or sorry, the thing about warden. I liked warden. I think there's a lot of rose tinted glasses about mod warden. Um, like well, I think in right. particular, and, and, I think uh, Tannis is underselling the extent to which not knowing when something was coming out was frustrating to players at the time. But for be- I think part of why part of why we look more fondly on Mod Warden, I think, is partly because, yeah, like some really highly engaging content came out, but also because, like you were like Parnassius was saying, he was there. He was a presence that we could interact with and mod keeper for better or for worse doesn't have that leadership style and we've largely not replaced it with anything right and and to and i just want to say there's hang on i just want to say one thing is that there's no requirement that the ep be a you know a community front-facing person you just got to have somebody who's able to do that and consistently be there and be able to answer those questions you took the word like i think we like i think we go a long way if Mod Doom had a had you know a weekly you know live stream, again, yep. I mean, and that's what that's what I think is is missing. I mean, you know, Mod Warden and Mod Keeper are two totally different people. I'm not saying you know one's better than the other. Mod Keeper, uh, you know, it, that's not the type of personality it is. That's fine, but we need yeah. a community manager like um, uh, what was his name? Mod the uh, Shiny Shawnee Shawnee. Who's out there and, and doing that, and he can be the face that you contact and, and well, have questions with. And again, to play devil's I mean, advocate, Mod Doom has been incredibly active in the Discord community, the Twitter community, the Reddit community. It's just the it's just the official Jagex facing live stream stuff that's missing, in my view. That's right. Well, yeah. I think, and that's the stuff well, that I look at. I think as well, like for all, Mod Doom is very active in the social the in the social media spheres, I think 
in some ways that actually works against him because and I, I don't say this to blame him like it, it's not really his fault. He doesn't have information to share. He's just kind of present. But I think that that grates on players almost more because he's there, he's interacting, but he's not saying anything. And and the players are saying, we want to hear something. And then, and here's the CM who's not telling us anything. And don't forget, there are a lot of older players who don't interact with uh, Reddit and don't interact with yep. uh, Discord. I mean, I'm never on, I mean... Yeah, red shit. I've I, I I never ever log on to that. Uh, yeah, Discord. The only time I log on to Discord is when I'm coming into chat with you guys. You know, uh, yes, I am active on Twitter, but you don't always get those feeds on there uh, unless you favourite that no. per- particular person. You know, whereas when there was you know when there was a, a live stream or you know just even a YouTube video coming up, oh, it's a, it's an official RuneScape one. I would always log on and take that time to watch it and listen to it uh yeah and that, that's as an older person i mean yeah everyone knows i'm yeah. 53 years old so but i do i mean I, i'm friends with a lot of players who are in that 50 to 60 age bracket and they're all in the same boat they don't interact with that social media side of things yeah well i also think to my doom is in an impossible position the CMs before had, I think, a, more of a free hand. I think Mod Doom has seen things coming, warned them, and then listened to him. And then on the other hand, you have the community just pitching a fit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. 100%. And, so, like, that sucks. He's in, he's in a tough <laughs> position, yeah. I don't yeah. envy his job at the moment. <laughs> absolutely. So what does that mean then for today? Like, obviously, we're waiting for our monthly content updates. Is the solution, I guess, then to just, you know, get back out there and start doing things in the live stream vein, in the video vein, like they used to? Like, to just, you know, have that conversation? But that's only going to, that helped. But we need to know, okay, if you switch direction, what is our direction? Give us give us a freaking compass, a direction. Look, I don't care if there's a map, and, but and, can and we at least tell me thing. if we're going north? And, and here's the thing. <laughs> there's, I used to be so incredibly skeptical of doing this, but everybody knows the old school show is running and doing doing well. I'm enjoying my time over there. They just had their winter summit, which put forward a fully detailed plan for the first half of the year with previews of what's coming on in the second half, which includes an introductory boss that shipped two weeks ago called Scurrius the Rat King. Defender of Varrock and Well Gothic Sleeps are being brought into the game. Defender of Varrock Spring, Well Gothic Sleeps a little bit after. There's going to be a skilling update for content in the wilderness that's been neglected to try and get people to go back in there despite pvp going on and there's a new area expansion expansion on the way out on the western continent that's going to ship in two parts with the first one dropping in march and the second one dropping in the summer and in the second half of the year we have things like dead band mode for the summer 
updates on where sailing is going to be at, betas for sailing, and an HD client update with plugins. <laughs> and they're able to tell the entire community what they're up to for the next six months. And that's months not without dates. That's just, hey, this is coming in the next six months, in the next 12 months. This is what we're working on. You know, you don't have to give dates. You and, don't have to even give a see, month. If Jagex knew what they were going to be doing for the next six months, as well as maybe some ideas of what's coming after that, would it not be possible to have something in the same vein as the old school Winter Summit? I hate to be one of those people who who say that this would fix that, but maybe it would, and then we get back to that original point. If they're not, they either don't have it, or they're not sure it's mm. going to pan out. I think the reason old school can get away with doing that and with being vague on when things are coming out, and like they're not being super vague, like they do have some some idea of when things are coming out, but they can do that because the old school player base trusts that they're going to deliver content that is exciting and it's going to be exactly it's going to be exciting. It's going to yeah. be on time. It's going to be in a good state. It's not going to be perfect, but it's lead, going to be in a good lead, state. but not follow. And I think RS three could do something like that. Let's, let's assume they have a, a plan for where they're going to go after the hero pass debacle. They could do a winter summit. They're effectively going to do a fall summit. It's what RuneFest is functionally. Mm, that's what I was thinking too. But th- that will only help insofar like i i don't think it will help until they prove they can deliver and that and they I think that's and the that problem. they're on a wavelength that the community trusts after yeah. Hero pass and i think that's been the problem historically or at least over the last couple of years is players have been very skeptical with update announcements because they didn't have that trust. Yeah. Yeah. Then ask yourself how we got into that position to begin with. And then that's an entire different discussion on its own. Hmm. That's that's a whole other, that's all a show. That's a monthly bit discussion one day. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's <laughs> everyone discussion, but you you see the issue here, folks. It's not something that can be fixed in a, in a one swoop. Oh no! And they've got to. I mean, that's the problem. Uh, they've got to earn that trust back again, and that's that's. And not you don't freely. do that that's by being. It's going to take time. Exactly. You have to start. Yeah. Okay, listen. We know we made a mistake. We're owning it. This is what we're looking at doing. This is how we're going to try and get around it. Please give us time. We're working on this for you guys. We're working on this. You know, there's going to be a great new quest series coming up. Uh, you know, probably won't hit until summer or autumn or whatever they, you know, but this is what we're looking at. And, uh, you know, it, it, it is a tough situation that they are in. As I said, I mean, I don't envy it because, you know, the RS community is a very different community to a lot of other gaming. We are very invested. I mean, the game's 23 years old. I mean, the, everyone is heavily invested in it. It, it is our own personal baby. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's... But 
you know, it is their personal baby too. And, and yeah, they don't want it to fail. That's how they earn their yeah. living. They want the best. Zerdones, you want to scratch well, that? So. You want to scratch that itch you were mm. talking about with the with the quest formatting now? Or you want to talk about that in the Mons Two segment? Since Quest um, came up, Quest lines came up. Since Quest came up, yeah. I mean, I, I can. I guess I can touch on it now. Like, I feel like one of the things for me specifically that's been kind of lacking over the last year and a bit is the way quests are being delivered. I don't feel like makes quests exciting content. They're not really like it it used to be that quests were a tentpole content release. Like e- even as recently as City of Sintistan, that was a big yeah. Release And part of that is because it was introducing the area that the Elder God Wars were going to be in. But it was it was a big tentpole release. It had a big marketing push, it had a video trailer. It had like it, it had, there was a lot behind it. And I feel like we haven't had like quests haven't been that quests since, have um, been since um, here's um, your content. Um, since since the, extinction, I think. no, the one after it, the 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 the, the word Twilight online. of the Gods, yeah, that one, yeah, even yeah, I think that I think that one's on sort of on the downward on the downslope, if you see what mm. I mean. But yeah, yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. And yeah, there's been no, there's no high. I mean, it, the quests we've had in the last, you know, last year. I mean, they were decent quests, but there was nothing that was wow. I mean, they were all three out of five. Uh, you know, they just and and then and when not, you they don't excite. Okay, and then yeah. I'm going to sh- shift gears and represent the PVM community here. You have the PVM community who is you know going along doing their own thing prior to necromancy coming out. We expand the PVM community with necromancy by making it the style that's easy to use and allowing so many people like myself and tons of listeners of this podcast to do bosses and feats like they'd never done before but at the same time the amount of you know power creep that was brought into the game to do that made a lot of the other really old bosses too simple to do and as such everybody else who was already you know doing high level pvm with the other three combat styles really just felt the game to be made too easy and then you factor all this in together and then you see this is particularly why the player numbers are where they're at right now Everything that we've but, talked about, plus that. To be fair, those high-level PVM players aren't playing those old bosses anyway. No, but I think it still applies. Like, no, it I, applies. I think the thing about necromancy, and obviously I'm not a high-level combat player, but I think the thing about necromancy is it launched with a combination of vastly more raw power than any other style and it didn't have the the same diversity that's been built up over 20 years of systems so it's just not it's not as interesting because mm. it's you have you need there's less choice that goes into oh, there's, there's less choice weapons. and there's less action <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. There, there's one there's two sets three sets of armor two only two of which you're probably going to use Two weapons, very few potions, no auras, very few supplemental items, mm. only like 
12 skills or 12 abilities, however many there are. There's not a lot of expression that goes into getting those to getting that level of power. Right. And, and, you know, that's wonderful for people who have never been able to do PVM before and for people who were enabled by that. That is truly wonderful. But at the yes. same time, you have a best in slot range setup or best in slot mage setup August, you know, 6th before Necromancy comes out. You know what you're doing and you're running around at all the bosses. The next day, well, maybe not the next day, a few days after Necromancy has blown all that power away and it's like why use anything but necromancy compared to the old tools i used to have and we hope of course that the combat beta will change that and you know this isn't to necessarily retread all the combat beta stuff we've we've talked a lot about this but the point is is that if you add that with the content uh cadence that we're seeing right now and the messaging that's coming out of JX, and what happened after Hero Pass, you get to this situation where the only people who are really, you know, happy with the game as it is right now, and I, I, I hope I'm not extrapolating too much with this, are people who are happily working on any of the grinds that they have out there. You know, max, a 99, 120-all, 200-mil comp, you name it. If you have completed the game right now, you have nothing. Yeah, if you're a mid-level player, then you're still happy. And and I know plenty of mid-level players yeah. or even like late game players who are still working on max or comp or whatever and they're they're still logging in, they're still having fun. Right. And and you know what's interesting after we started having these conversations, I went out, you know, to our people and we had this discussion at the round table and that's precisely what we brought back with that and you know why why you're hearing this now yeah. here. So it's interesting. It's not like the game has become less fun. It's just there's nothing to excite mm. people who are looking for a reason to be excited. Bingo. 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 Okay. Well, that was a mouthful. Um we we did the we did the winter summit and recapped where we were. Uh closing thoughts on on the current state of affairs. Uh let's start with you, Tanis. Been here before. We'll, we'll probably be here again, but we always come out of it. Um, someone will, someone will write the ship. Um, we will find out what the change of direction was at some point. Um, and uh, till then, just. Do what you like to do. I mean, that's been what I what I'm doing, right? I'm I just keep doing the same old grinds or or whatever. But that that's okay for you know that's that's okay. Eventually, we'll have something to look forward to. All right, um, Pernasius. Yep. I mean, everything ebbs and flows. We're in a bit of an ebb at the moment. Doesn't mean it's not going to improve. Yeah, you you just go through it. Um, also, I just want to reiterate, and I know our, our listeners are, are quite, you know, are very good, but I mean, the people making the game and running the game are human too. They're going to make mistakes. There's going to be problems, but, you know, critical criticism is fine, but uh, I have, you know, 
I do follow Twitter and I, some people have been posting some of the stuff being said on other forums and, you know, it, it, it's not nice. Just, you know, it, it's one of those things. As Tanner said, we've been here before. We'll be here again. It, it, is, go, it is going to happen. Yeah, ebbs and flows happen. So just work through it. Have fun. Do what you enjoy. You know, okay, there's nothing coming out, but, you know, great time to work on building up those things you need for DXP weekends. You know, build your, build your frames, get your potions ready, farm your herbs, all that type of stuff. Uh, but just have fun. Zerdones? Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, it's not a great time, but uh, to to re- loosely paraphrase an author that I used to read, every time in the past when I thought something would never end, it did. Yep. <laughs> so we we will be fine. Um, yeah, Parnas- Parnassius mm-hmm. and Dan is absolutely right. Focus on other stuff you want to do. Also. Take the time to play other games. It's okay to take a break. Yeah, that's, a very, that's, a, very, that's a very good I've, point. That's a very I've, good point. I've been, that's what I've been doing. Like, I've been logging into RS occasionally, but I've mostly been working on old games that I've been meaning to play. I finished the Tomb Raider reboot recently. Ooh. Started Just Cause 2 today. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I'm playing Civilization, taking over the Mediterranean. Wait, what can I say? <laughs> Conquer the world. That's right. Yeah, and and you know I'm going to reiterate a lot of that too, and that's you know part of the reason. Well, you know not not the full reason. Um, uh, started the old school show. The old school show was going to go before uh, most of this happened, but it, it's interesting to definitely compare the two and to you know just have something in a, in a way that's you know fresh to me uh to do and that you know hey i'm i'm going for i'm going for 99 agility i'm going to for 99 farming on on old school so of course you are yeah of course you can do you can do all sorts of things with that but you know i'm gonna just you know summarize this by saying is that we need to hear more before community sentiments change and there needs to be i think a change in messaging on this i think that's the number one thing that we can that we can uh walk away from um in our segment here uh today on that so and i mean that's happened we've had that before we need a change in messaging i mean it seems to happen every you know every four or five years that uh you know it just starts to fall away and you know someone fresh comes in and bang it's all up again but yep it's the sign of the sign of the changing seasons it's how we know to bring in the harvest (laughs) yep oh boy (laughs) Well, you know, a sign of the changing uh, seasons in particular, there's a new Wilderness Flash event that we can all go play. When they, yeah, when it's available in Australia. Yeah, I haven't had the, I haven't had the ability uh, to go and get this yet, but the Wildy Worm has been made a Flash event. The old Wildy Worm has gone goodbye, and the idea behind this one is that you slay the Wildy Worm for sacks of wild and very wild sacks which give you the uh opportunity to chase the uh, worm reward gland which can have uh the worm spikes the hearts or the scalps that the old uh wildy worm used to have and i mean hey you're facing this with with people in a non-pvp sense so this is actually way better um a way better way of doing it than uh than, than so they they've taken the old wildy worm out completely yeah oh 
Okay. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Um, let's see. Where are we at here? Let's see. The last one was February 8th at 9 p.m. game time. And the next one will be February 9th at 11 a.m. game time. So in six hours. Yep. Okie dokie. Well, there's that timing then. Um, 10 p.m. on a Friday night in Australia. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you're you're single now. You're not going out anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I'm usually ten to ten PM is generally sort of wrapping up whatever movie I'm watching on a Friday night. Yeah, fair enough. And of course, the reward glands uh, have the have the chance to offer Fury Shark, the Worm Heart, um, which is used for combining with the Staff of Light, which creates the Staff of Darkness, the Worm Scalp. I don't remember what that one is used for. That one's the Dark Bow, isn't it? That makes the Strike Bow. I think that's the Dark Bow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Strike, yeah, dark bow makes the strike bow, and then the other one makes the makes the whip, and you know, yep. credit to them for doing this, because the drop rates on the old wieldy worm for these items were like one at fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. And from the lava yeah. strike worms, they're like one in six thousand. Yeah, but are you going to? Uh, yeah. You're really going to see many. I mean, if it's only happening every what is it, six hours or whatever. Yeah, you're not see, gonna, before, you know. Before the wildy worm used to appear every hour or so, so I could go and do it when I felt like it. Now that you know, there's no PVM out there. Now, I mean, I I try and yeah. do sort well, of. Well, to a, be a fair, wildy... they did they did up it from uh, very rare to rare because it used to be red on the wiki. Now it's you know just orange rare yeah but still if i'm fighting it uh sort of two or three times a day now i'll be lucky to see it once or twice a week so (laughs) am i really better off i think it's better off for engagement because after engagement because i don't think i I don't think it was i don't think the the old one was really you know used that much i you know i still went there and you know it, it was yeah Fairly simple. I mean, I'm I'm not a PVMer, and I could take it out with ranged on my own, uh, with a with a yak yak full of um, rock tails. But uh, you know, it, like the King Black Dragon, where you could st- you can still go and kill that, and then he comes out. Right. I just wish that they had a. I wish they had it kept it both ways. Is is what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. Um, you do need to do thirty five thousand damage to the wildy worm to get rewards. Yep. And of course HP scales with the number of people at the event. So Just like with the um King Black Dragon and the Pyophines. Yeah, just all the combat events basically. Yep. Uh, and you know what I think this is also a good sign of? I think this is a good sign that we can see, you know, more more events added to the flash event system going forward. Yeah, just give me a bit of give me a week's grace so that I can still teleport directly to them. Right, that's actually a fun. More, that's actually yeah. an interesting thing to note here. Um, is that you will have lost comp on this, but you also will have lost comp if you didn't have one twenty necromancy, as that grace period ended on the seventh. Mm. Yeah, well, grace periods. Uh, I mean, as I said, I, I'm not asking for a six month grace period, but just give me a week on my wieldy sword. So because I like to just teleport to those events. Uh, now well, I have to remember I, where they are and run out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say that the uh, the the strike worm event is just south of the wilderness herb patch. So if you have yes. the wilderness sword, you do have a quick teleport there to, to yeah. get your 
yeah. teleport to all the others back. Obviously, it doesn't oh. help if you're in <laughs> the upside all, down, but, yeah. you know. They're, they're, all, they're all easy to get to. It's just remembering, yeah. because I've just done yeah. the, the sword for so long. I thought, shit, how am I supposed to get there now? <laughs> yeah, that's that's valid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a lazy man thing, that's all. <laughs> Boy, what a, what a way to put that. What a way to put that. Um, hey, I'm 53. I'm old and slow now. I just want to, you know. No, no judgment. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Uh, does anybody want a puppy? Usually. I always want puppies. When are they giving me a pug-in game? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, but uh, the Valentine's event is live. The gifts from the Heart Treasure Hunter promo with Heart Mints. With this, you'll be able to... Um, get the new rose petal aura override as well as rose petal uh weapon overrides but there's also the brand new uh rosy pet which is a dog uh that will follow you around that you can get with heartments um you have until february 21st to uh pick those up if, if that's something what are these devotion spikes what was that oh, devotion yeah, sprites the, the devotion sprites are coming back starting uh Today, today when you'll be yeah. listening to it uh yeah but, so those are um they're little horrible goblin creatures that spawn around lodestones and you can click on them i think it's once a day and they give you a, a thing a gift box containing okay. either uh hartman's valentine's chocolates or the rose tinted glasses so that's your way of getting but is it like an hourly thing or is it just a random thing you just have to hang around a I think they're just always around, but you can only interact with them once a day. Okay, I'll go test one. Uh, Berthorb, Varrock, Lumbridge, and Prif Lodestone. Let's, okay, let's... Right, the main main hubs. Yeah. Though I don't know, uh, I don't know if that's that's the right time for it. Maybe it's coming up on this, and, you know, maybe maybe it'll give a a nice amount of uh, heartments for that, but... um, I don't think we need a standalone Valentine's event. I know we had this the slime event that one no. year, and the and the yeah. and that one quest with those. Uh, gosh, I'm forgetting forgetting their name. What's the name of that quest? Sir oh, Heart Stealer. Yeah, that one. Right. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, was, it was a cute quest. Yeah, it was. It was fine. All right. So that's that. Okay. It must appear at random times. No, because, I think it's uh, on the hour. On the hour, okay, because yeah. Oh, say there's okay. no one here yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it I just doesn't say anything there. there. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't say when it's going to appear. It just says they'll appear at the thing, so they don't really give you a whole lot of information. Right. All right. Let's Very move cool. on to the let's move on to the patch notes then. Um, yes. We we do have a we do have a few of those this week. So, uh, luck will now improve your chances in Big Game Hunter to spawn more than one dinosaur. Yay! Still waiting to get a three. Yeah, really good for people hunting those achievements. Hmm. I have never been much for the ones with multiple dinosaurs because I always found them too difficult. I don't like them, but I need a three, and in nearly a thousand kills, I've only had the three twice. I failed the first time. The second time, I was about to do it, and everything froze up on the computer because the Australian internet, wonderful, uh, getting that last one, and he killed me, so... Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, du- duos aren't so bad, but trios are awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
But to try and get a trio, as I said, uh, yeah. two in nearly a thousand missions, it's like, nah. Yeah, they're super, they, well, they were super rare. Hopefully it's better yeah. now. Yes. Uh, grizzly bears and black bears no longer appear as purple when textures are disabled. Oh, bad. <laughs> Who's, who was our purple lover? Was that you, Zedones, or was that... Um... Uh, it wasn't me. Uh, Zant. 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 I knew it was a Z name. Well, <laughs> <laughs> was... you're, you're ex, but it's pronounced Zedone. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough for government work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a warning screen has been added when interacting with the chest of souls inside your player-owned uh, dungeon. I so guess is that like making? Uh, I guess that's making sure you don't accidentally put one in, the wrong one in that you want to put yeah. in your dungeon yeah. instead. <laughs> that's probably a good. That is a good, good change. <laughs> I've done it before. Oh, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With, with what my kind? ripper demon that I finally got, and I put I put it I put it in the thing instead of in the dungeon. I got you, dickhead. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> it did because I had to go and do them all again. But I mean, uh, rippers hurts. are very easy nowadays, anyway. So yeah, uh, spirit attraction potions have been increased from six to fifteen minutes. This was one of Mod Days's game jams. Finally. Yeah, still finally. still not long enough. Still, still not long enough. enough. But still, better. it should be an hour for one. But yeah. It is better because now, I mean, I can just take one. If I am going to be AFK, I can just sort of click on one for 15, go away and do my housework or whatever. But, yeah, I still think they should be at least 30 and preferably an hour long. Is it worth it, though? It's 120K for a four-doser. They're not worth Mm. it. But, you know, the one I miss is going to be the one that has my uh, hazelnut. Yeah, exactly. You know that. It's always the one. <laughs> there goes my hazel mears. <laughs> uh, players can now start sinkholes with two to five players. Okay. Cool. Is anybody you else on the... better hope you get the right one, though. Is anybody else on the bandwagon that Dungeoneering really needs a relook at some point? Well, I've, I've I, maxed it out pretty much. I but... think if we were to ever do a skill or not, that would be the one. That's a maxi mini game. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I like, like kind of yes, but also I don't know what you could do to it really. I don't know. Uh, sort of remaking it from the ground up, I guess. Yeah, Which I, would be... I was going to say it would need the uh, smithing and mining uh, work done on it. <laughs> but you couldn't do yeah. that because, from my understanding, is that all the mechanics oh. in Dungeoneering are their own mechanics outside of the main yeah. game. Hence, why the old mining and smithing still exists there. Yeah. Yes. Speak. Speaking of which, uh, I was doing some mining over on old school, and jeez. It I am sucked, so glad we it? got. Oh no! Oh, man, I, I forgot how bad it was. Now that I've Dude, been yes. you know, treated to to the thing here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up, when starting the Tears of Gothic's mini game, if you have the items and level required to cast the Enlightenment ability, which of course comes from the Light Creature Familiar, um, and you haven't cast it yet, Juno will ask you if you want to continue because it uh, has a ten percent chance of giving you double tears. Hmm. Added Making da- sure that Go ahead. you're going to have it, yeah. yeah. No, just, yeah. They added daily challenge streaks to the quick chat. The perk out achievement now counts active tier 1 perks that have been permanently unlocked by uh, completing breeding logs at the manor farm. Nice. And here's an interesting one. I gotta wonder if, you know, there might have been some fishy stuff going on with this. Players are now limited to purchasing three membership 
passcodes per week with bonds. Yeah, there's a story there. I don't know what it is, but sounds like there's a story. (laughs) Yeah, could be. And they fixed an issue where the wild jade vine could be killed with combat styles other than melee. The wild jade vine can only be killed with melee now. Though if, you are, would have just been necromancy. though if you are killing yeah, the rip necromancy. If you are killing the Jade Vine, we have different things we need to talk about because that D D is not worth the time. <laughs> um here's a fun one. The Raven Sworn trade is once again not possible to be acquired through through re rolling in the player owned farm at the match. That, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, so when they when they changed it so you couldn't you know, get the same uh, perk on the perk rerolls that you already had. Somehow oh, God, yeah. in there, you were able to reroll to Raven Sworn. Fair enough. I've got all those done. Uh, I think I've got one more, one more uh, dinosaur to get as Raven Sworn, and I've got all them over the Raven Sworn one as well. Uh, the Even Dominion that wasn't part of it. <laughs> the Dominion Tower XP book interface has been updated, and Necromancy has been added to the reward list. Wonderful. Good. Mm-hmm. And the Beast of Burden preset withdraw will select um, items regardless of quantity in the player's bank. If the quantity is insufficient, the preset will then withdraw and reload what is actually available. Cool. Good. And there's the patch notes of the week. All right. A bit of a brief discussion now on uh, streamlining of quest requirements. This will be coming into game. Um... Uh, a few weeks from now. I think it was like February 19th or something, if I remember uh, correctly on this, but this is one of Mod Stu's Game Jam projects that he worked on at various points. Uh, Starting in December 2022 all the way uh, through 2023, and it's effectively being written here as, you know, just really streamlining a lot of quest requirements out there, and I I remember us talking about this when this uh, first landed in Zerdones, you said the same thing. Yes. So I'm not going to, you know, dedicate too much time to it here, but I think this is probably a, a good thing to have nonetheless. Uh, yep. For anyone who thinks it's not a bad thing, log on to uh, the, the website and have a look at the Tangled Tree, and you'll understand why it's probably needed. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. the, the classic example that's given in the post is the is Desert Treasure, which initially required dig site, tourist trap, Temple of Ikov, Priest in Peril, Waterfall, Troll Stronghold. Now it's only going to require the dig site and Troll Stronghold and the ability to enter Mauritania. And as it comes out in this post, back in the day, sometimes quest requirements were just put in to showcase that a different quest existed. Like, for example, on Desert Treasure, the only reason the waterfall no, quest that... is a requirement is oh because you go God. near the waterfall. That yeah. explains it all. Hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, Going I mean, through that quest list and just doing all those stupid quests that don't have nothing to do with the one thing you're trying to do <laughs> with, it all makes sense now. There's there's a lot of weird design choices with early quests, and when I say early, I mean quests before like 2018, maybe, which can be ex- all be explained basically by nobody cared and the devs just did whatever they wanted. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, you know, looking in the case of Desert Treasure, that's needed for the exam center section. Fair enough. The tourist trap, its only connection is that both quests feature the Bedabin camp. The Temple of Ikov, the only connection is Asgarnia Smith, who claims to have uncovered the temple. Priest in Peril originally was needed to enter Mauritania by the mausoleum, but Everlight and the agility shortcut over the river Salve have now added other ways to enter Mauritania. Waterfall, the only connection there is a sea near Backstorian Falls, and Troll Stronghold was needed for the Ice Diamond uh, section. So with that, you really, you know, start to start to pare it down on that. Mm. And and if it helps people get into questing, like the you know, some of those quests you want to do, but some of those smaller ones are just if you're not a quester, you're probably not interested. So you know, if yeah, if it opens the game up to more people, go for it. Yeah. Um, so another one that's happened is with Legends Quest. Previously, that used to require Shiloh Village, but now it just requires Jungle Potion. You don't because you don't actually need to enter Shiloh Village during Legends Quest, but you do need the le- the Jungle Potion quest to make that Bravery Potion. Also, Memory of the Myrek no longer is a ten day time gate to build all of the Myrek statue plinths. Oh my god, that's mm-hmm. a good one. That pissed me off when that first came out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things where it makes sense if you're doing it when it releases. But, yeah, after the fact. Yeah. Karshai, as well, near the Baynite mining site in the Arctic, now requires you to accept the Children of Ma quest before recapping most of the Six Age plot. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> Oops. Um... Skill requirement changes, as an object quest will no longer require 58 prayer, between a rock will no longer require 30 defense, and the defense, mining, and smithing XP will be converted to lamps. The Curse of Zaro's mini-quest no longer requires 31 prayer. The Desert Slayer dungeon mini-quest will no longer require 70 slayer, but it is mentioned in the quest overview combat description so you can train on the lower level bosses to meet the fourth boss's level 70 slayer requirement yeah so that's one where you you'll require 70 slayer to finish the quest just not to start it yeah so so what this does is it makes it so that you can get into that desert slayer dungeon a lot lower i think right yep so you can train on the lower level bosses to meet that fourth boss's requirement Dream Mentor no longer requires the arbitrary 85 combat requirement. Enter the Abyss requires five runecrafting rather than rune mysteries to demonstrate a basic knowledge of runecrafting since rune mysteries was reworked to not lock access to the essence mines. Fairy Tale Part 3 no longer requires 37 summoning and 59 magic so that fairy rings can now be fully unlocked by magic and smith and uh, summoning peers. Gnarly will no longer bite you if your summoning is is lower than 37, and 59 magic is no longer required to heal patches and allies in the Fairy Godfather battle. So just, you know, smoothing out a lot of these things here. Um, Family Crest, 59 magic is a suggestion. The unabridged versions of the Fremenic Saga's requirements are now displayed as suggestions. Good. And King's Ransom... I I enjoyed those. Oh my god. (laughs) I feel mm-hmm. like those have aged horribly. Oh, they have, but I mean, yeah, they're still fun to go back and do. I'd love to see a rework on those. Uh, King's Ransom no longer requires 65 defense and 45 magic. Um, 
Wanted no longer requires 101 quest points. Or sorry, Swan Song no longer requires 101 mm. quest points. And then just a bunch of miscellaneous updates uh, that are there along the way at at the bottom of the post here. So Yeah, mostly smoothing around the uh, dialogue yeah. progressions. Yeah. Um, I have to say, it's time probably for somebody to come up with an updated version of this chart. Mm. No. I do like in the Curse of Arav, you don't, the, the Pharaoh Queen gives you the jar of oil now, so you don't have to go and do the Shades of Morton to try and get it. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. It, that it's a lot easier one. now. Mm. They've added so many, so much uh, buffs yeah. to that minigame, but yeah. But they're probably, I mean, these are good quality of life updates. I yes, mean, yeah, they are. yes, technically it makes them a little bit easier, but as I said, it opens it up to more people and that can only be a good thing. Well, I, I mean, I think this is a point that Mod Jack has made on streams before. Like, is it such a big deal if 20 year old content is made easier? Mm, not at all. Do we, do we really need people to yeah. be slogging through the earliest <laughs> content in the game? No. No. And you can see that by just, you know, streamlining some of these requirements because, you know, there were ways to, you know, cheese some of them in the past, but this kind of makes that more official yeah. and just, you know, cleans a lot of this kind of mess uh, up. So, yeah. The one thing that I want to say on this is that I think I, I don't want people to come away with the wrong impression. And Mod Stu has been very active on social media talking with players about some concerns along these lines. But Something that it's easy to get the impression that this is just going to be removing too much. And I I think to to Stu's credit, like Stu's great. We love Stu. I, I'm pretty sure he listens to this show at least somewhat regularly. So Stu, if you're listening, we love you. Um he he is definitely very cognizant of when you shouldn't remove things. So like some some quests have a lot of requirements, like Legends Quest, Walk Gothic Sleeps. They have a lot of requirements because they're meant to feel epic. And Stu has been very clear that he is trying to keep that. Hmm. So I guess a lot of words to say if you're worried that this means quests are going to become too accessible in case that's not appropriate. I don't think and, you should be worried about that. Right, and you know, completely... also completely hand-waving that away. If they were going to do that, you could just also get rid of, you know, Legends Quest 107 quest point requirement, which they clearly did not do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, and those Legends Quest ones, things like that, where, you know, I think they should have those requirements. But he did work closely with the law community, so yes, it isn't just did. a decision he made himself. He did actually talk to the player base, and in particular, that law community uh, yep. around this type of stuff. So, you know, I yes, don't think any, I don't think any any serious person would be upset about this. No, no it's good. I, I think the final analysis, no. Hmm. No, and you know, game jam projects generally always um receive a warm embrace when they land in the game. I can't imagine this being any different. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about some achievements this week. So starting off, we have uh, Mesh Quest with 99 fire making on the 7th, followed by 99 attack as well. Poison Nova got 99 necromancy on the 6th, and Arendelle 20 got 120 prayer on the 5th. Moving on to uh, 
Iskay, who picked up 120 Necromancy on February 5th. Drama Free, 99 Farming on February 4th. Also on February 4th, we have Lord Zorik with 99 Necromancy and Nyard with 99 Invention and 99 Range, also both on the 4th. But Nyad was not done because they got 99 attack, defense, and constitution also on the 4th. Robbie got 200 mil XP and Godin got 99 necromancy on the 3rd. Uh, also on February 3rd, Jadcore with 99 necromancy and Mayquest with 99 divination. Sparty Pants with 120 Divination on February 2nd. And opening up the month, MayQuest yet again, 99 Summoning. Well done, everyone. Well done. And um, Patreon members will know uh, last week we had quite the mix-up with achievements and just so many odd things happening in the show. Um, we're one take so far this episode, which is wonderful, isn't it, Tennis? <laughs> hey, sometime... Some- Sometimes you have one take. Sometimes you have 150 takes. Yeah. You know. All right. Pick of the week time. Pick of the week is the Roddenberry Archive. So this is something I wanted to talk about last April. Then it uh, went down for a bit, but they're back. So the Roddenberry Archive at roddenberry.x.io has a collection of history and what you could call virtual exhibits of everything star trek they have virtual walkthroughs of most of the bridges and the starship interiors that we have seen on tv and you can do this either on your apple vision pro headset if you are one of the few people that has those or if you're just like everybody else you can just do it in your web browser and we're not just talking about you know being able to click on something and you know see pictures of it there's actual 3D environments that you can move through in your web browser using your WASD keys as if it were a video game. There's also hot points throughout um, the, the, the environments as well where you can uh, specifically choose one that you might want to you know, necessarily sit at. So say you want to you know, sit in the captain's chair, for example. You can do that and see what that perspective is like. Say, oh, I don't know, maybe on the Enterprise D you want to go down to the engine room. That was one of the new things that they added. And their goal with this is to continually add new environments to it that you can move through and explore, which, you know, given the the massive, massive history that Star Trek has, it's definitely something that, you know, you can see they put a lot of care into. And they actually worked with a lot of the people who consulted with the show, built for the show, and people who have, you know, tons of experience in actually building these sorts of, you know, models, both in person and also and also digitally. Because um, once upon a time, one of the folks who used to work on the Star Trek Online video game uh, moved on from that and actually moved to the Roddenberry Archive and used to do interiors for the game. Now he does interiors for the Roddenberry Archive. So that's the kind of level that we're talking about here with this. And yeah, I was going to ask, uh, these are... And universes. Uh, go. I was, was going to ask how they how they made these. So they, they're 3D modeling these environments f- by hand from yes. scratch. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm wandering around uh, Quark's bar right now, and if if you told me they'd gone through the set with a 3D scanner, I would believe you. 
Yeah, and, and see, that's the really interesting thing about this. So DS9 is one of the newer ones that was added in, the, in one of the most recent passes. And that model, as well as, you know, the model in uh, Star Trek Online, were recreated from the exact blueprints that they used for the set. Nice. So that's the that's kind of level of detail that was there. And Parnassius, what were you saying? I was just saying all the different timelines that they have, uh, you know, ship view, bridge view, yeah, you got Kelvin timeline, mirror universe, alternate realities, uh, a myriad realities, uh, and then obviously the prime timeline with historic ships and structures. So yeah, yeah, and you know they have uh, they have ships. they have differences like the subtle differences too. They they capture like the differences in the bridge between Star Trek: First Contact and Star Trek: Insurrection. Um, mm. That's what I'm looking at. And they also, of course, have the modern uh, bridges as well from the Enterprise G and uh, the Enterprise F that we saw in Season 3 of Picard. So you can mm. you can wander through those, too. You can have a look at the Star Trek Search for Spock, uh, the Wrath of Khan ships, which are yeah. obviously slightly different. Next Older. Generation. It's got Kelvin a, yeah, it's Timeline. Got so yeah, many. everything is there. And, you know, I was wondering why it disappeared for a short while after... Um, it was first put online, but it didn't have the interactivity to it then, and it's got the interactivity to it now. So, I don't know. Awesome. I and you know I'm 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 kind of wondering you know Tannis how this would work on you know your um your your you know glasses and whatnot because this is in effect like a video game that you can walk through. So I'm wondering what kind of perspective this would this would yeah, well. give you. It would be pretty cool. Yeah. I should try. And the thing that, you know, absolutely blows me away with this is that it's all browser-based. Like, we're getting something that you can move through WASD-wise inside a browser. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do with with web-based rendering now. Yeah. It's Um, really incredible. You'll you'll note that I I haven't had the, you know, the best of luck getting it to work on my system you can see i'm having this loading thing right now so it's taking a while uh to load up but if you have any interest in this definitely uh go do uh uh take a look at this and and see and see how it see how it goes for you but it's it's a great level great level of immersion so that's that's the pick of the week this week um and more on this sort of star trek vein coming too in uh in in future weeks i i have a i have a good list of that but all right. Um, what have we been up to? What have we been up to in RS? Let's start with you, Tennis. Uh, beginning the slow preparations for the frenzy to come. Oh. Yeah, just getting stuff for fletching and stuff for uh, construction. For oh, the, for DXP. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice. Decide on if it's going to be one twenty or. Well, I mean, yeah, everything's on twenties, but um, I don't know if we'll make it there in one double XP or if we'll take two. You wouldn't want to go for two hundred. Uh, we're going for. I mean, my big goal is one twenty all. I mean, for now. luck. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, especially with fletching. I mean, I mean, I guess you have dine arrows and whatnot now, but it's you know not the not the cleanest modern skill, I'd say. No, but one thing that's fun on, I mean, for me, 
one thing that's fun is on double XP is is putting up those numbers. You know, like getting that you know twenty or thirty mil, and you know, an afternoon or evening. I, that that stuff is cool, and that is one of the skills that you can you could do that relatively easily. All right, fair enough. Uh, is there downs? Uh, I mentioned this a little earlier. I think I've pretty well just been in a holding pattern for a while. Um, basically, the only thing I really got left that I'm sort of slowly chipping away at is 120 necromancy, which I'm about five and a half million away from that. Oh wow, that's but closer just, than me. Yeah, well, I uh, I had a lot more penguin points than you did. <laughs> oh, is that how that went? It, it helped. I, I got about uh, 2.2 million from Penguin Points. <laughs> I had quite a few stored up. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got a little bit of, way, of a ways left, but I just haven't really been super motivated lately. So I've I've mostly just been logging in to do dailies, and if there's a cosmetic that I am interested in on Treasure Hunter, I'll maybe buy some keys with oddments to try and get that. But otherwise, I've mostly just been playing other games. Because right. other games exist, shockingly. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Which ones? Uh, well, I recently finished uh, Vampire, Vampire. Oh, yeah. Which is, uh, it's a French game set during the, Sp- in, in London during the Spanish flu, where oh, you boy. play as a vampire doctor yeah. trying to cure the flu. It's. I didn't love it. It was kind of, they had some interesting stuff going on. Combat was really awful yeah to be honest. Was, uh, the stories was kind of neat how it, it changed and stuff yeah story was neat i i liked how it um it tied the moral choice to the gameplay in a very organic way mm-hmm. i thought it was quite clever mm-hmm. um it did make because I, I was trying to go for the golden ending obviously it made some of those boss fights awful Oh, oh sorry. No, that's All fine. Right. That's fine. We got it. we got this far in the show. All right. <laughs> cool. Pernasius. Yeah, again, just uh, like tennis, I'm actually I'm working towards 200 mil all, and uh, I've been doing a lot of the dinosaur, uh, catching the little baby dinosaurs and feeding them and such. I got 250k diner arrows to make. Um. Yeah, just basically, yeah. I'm I'm hitting hit heading for 200 mil. Also, fletching is one of those ones. As you said, it's not a great skill, so it's one that I will work on on DXP. Uh, problem with DXP is I'm heading to Perth for the WWE mm-hmm. Elimination Chamber. Uh, sort of in the middle of it. So. Oh wow. But the. It is the the second weekend, so I should pretty much have done my forty eight hours by then, anyway. Uh, other than that, uh, just sort of you know, still chase. I've got one more uh, revenant to get, just the uh, dragon one, and I've completed nice. that. And sort of working on boss creatures, uh, Kelfite Queen. I'm trying to. I've done everything bar the pet from her so far. Yes. Good yeah, life. that's it's with uh, necromancy. It's AFK. You don't need to swap um, weapons or anything. So you just go in there, click on her, and sit yeah. back and watch watch the wrestling. Have 
have your tab to pick up whatever drops there are and just click the space bar to pick it up and it's very AFK. Yeah, don't even need food. No. <laughs> right on then. Um, as for me on RS3, uh, I did a bit of Raziel this week. Uh, I'm not going to... I No, nothing. Nothing yet in terms of drops. So, you know, we're we're into still February now. No, I haven't completed it? <laughs> no, the, the Golden Horseshoe <laughs> has not struck for me. So... Uh, it's it's fine though it's fine um but um but on old school just chipping away at agility and just just to give our rs3 listeners an idea of how the economy is working over there it is profitable to do two farming runs with you and one with papaya in a single day paired with two herb runs as in you can do that and you will not lose money that's good Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if you look back in the day to when um RS3 was largely driven on uh the 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 farming with seeds and whatnot, you would never mm-hmm. find something that profitable for that. So uh, I was pleasantly surprised when I when I started digging into that. So um as as we mentioned on the monthly bid, farming is a good skill. And if you want to learn more about that, we we do have we do have we do have that monthly bid up now. Uh, for Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash rsbnb. But I don't think there's much else we have to say on this episode. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed uh, us picking apart what's actually uh, going on here. Of course, who's to say if we're right? There's no way of knowing, but it's interesting to uh, kind of dive into at the end of the day. So uh, thank you, uh, Zerdones and Pranassius, for being here. Thank yep. you. And just everyone, just be patient. It'll, it'll swing back. Yeah. 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 It's a video game. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. And and that's why you have podcasts like us, right, Tennis? Yeah. Yeah. Um that you can get that you can get each and every week uh on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Pocket Casts, and more. Just visit update.show slash subscribe. And of course we're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash RSBNB. But with that being said, we'll be back next week for another episode of RSBNB Update. Do remember to take the survey at update.show slash survey. So take care, everyone. See you then next week. See ya. Bye. Happy Skype and all. <laughs>